When we hear the words of Genesis, Almighty God, help us to realize that you are not only our beginning but our ending, and our life is your gift, the breath of your spirit. Help us to use this time of Lent to learn more deeply who we are and how we may serve you better in each other. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. But when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, And it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of it its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Just as sin came into the world through one man and death came through sin, so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses even over those whose sins were not like the transgressions of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God. And the free gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound for many. And the free gift is not like the effect of that one person's sin, for the judgment followed one trespass through condemnation, 
But the free gift followed many trespasses brings justification. If because of the trespass of one, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as the trespass of one led to commendation for all, so the act of righteousness of the one leads to justification and life for all. For just as the disobedience of one person, the many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one person, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones be turned into loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone." Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to them, All these I shall give to you if you prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. A large Midwestern parish created a committee, Stewardship Appeal Committee, that was to contact parishioners and ask them to uh, be part of it, to contribute. And uh, there was this man called John Pettigrew uh, who was assigned a list of people that he was supposed to contact, whether by phone or personal visit. So he, he tried all those, uh, and then at the bottom of the list there was one final parishioner that he wanted to visit, an elderly woman. So he couldn't get in touch with her over the phone, so he decided to personally visit her. He rang the doorbell. And she opened the door and invited him in. Then he made his speech, of course, and uh, she looked at him and she said, I know you, John Pettigrew. I knew your grandfather. I knew your father. And now you come along. I have despised you, Pettigrews, all of my life. And if you don't leave my house this moment, I'm going to take this broom and break it over your head. So he made a hasty uh, exit from her house, got in his car, 
and pulled out the list of the people that uh, he had um, uh, assigned uh, to visit, and next to her name he wrote in big letters, Doubtful Prospect. <laughs> so, in a sense, that's what the, the devil uh, received from Jesus. He acted in such way that uh, he had to say doubtful prospect. Not that he ever stopped tempting him, because we know when we read the Gospels that he continued to tempt him. Uh, one good example is when, for example, Jesus was uh, t- telling the apostles that he has to go to Jerusalem where he will suffer and die on the cross. Peter took him aside and said, Lord, this should not happen to you. At that moment, Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. Then, of course, when he was hanging on the cross, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was told, come down, that, he may, that we may believe, you, believe in you. Again, he didn't listen. It would have been easy, right? Or perhaps the, the easy, easy way out, but no, Jesus didn't listen. Temptations uh, came to him, and he always knew the right way, found the right way to handle them. So again, that's an inspiration for us, because we, we have temptations too in life. That's, that's just part of it. So the scripture today shows us what happened in the, in the, to Adam and Eve in the first reading, how they handled the temptation and how Jesus did, and the results of their, of their uh, acting. They chose. Jesus chose a certain way. Adam and Eve chose a chose certain way too. So why did they fail, Adam and Eve? What happened? Were they not intelligent enough? Were they not told what they were the guidelines that God expected from them to follow? They knew, but the, the reason why they failed was they forgot. They didn't realize that what the devil was offering them, you will be like God's. It was already theirs. They were created in God's image. They were created in the image of their creator. So what the devil was offering them was a lie. He is the father of all lies. He was telling them, are you sure that this is what God told you? Putting doubts. Are you sure you heard, heard him collectively? He tried to twist what God offered them. And, again, offered them something that was not his, first of all, to give. And offered them what? Not life, but death. They failed to realize that what was already theirs, he was trying to offer them. So again, that, that's what we must remember, the, the identity, who we are. Jesus knew, always know, knows who he is. He knew that the devil had nothing to offer him, that he was just lying. So again, it's a reminder, how do we respond when temptations come? During Lent, we are invited to identify what attitudes, behaviors, or habits pull us away from God, and which ones bring us closer to him. There is a story of, of two young men who were uh, discussing, you know, uh, their community, and there was this uh, young man who said to his friend, there is, there is a woman, Mrs. Sasabi, who has nothing ever, nothing bad ever say about anyone. She's just always kind and positive. So one day they were walking on the street, and Mrs. Sasabi was uh, walking towards them. So his friend reminded him, this is the woman I told you about. You will not find... I bet you will not find anybody that she will say, say something negative about. So his friend said, okay, I'll take that bet. So when she was about to pass, he asked her, good, uh, he said, good morning, Mrs. Sasabi. I would like to ask you a question. What do you think about the devil? She looked at him and she said, well, 
you must admit, he's always on the job. <laughs> he's always on the job, but what kind of job? Has he, have you ever had a temptation to do something that, in, that is impossible? Have you ever been tempted to rob a bank? Probably none of us, because we know it's in, nearly impossible. I know I haven't been, but I have been tempted not to answer a phone call in the middle of the night, thinking it's a telemarketer. But it can also be a person who is dying and who needs last rites. So have you ever been tempted, as I said, to rob a bank? No, but perhaps you have been tempted to take something from work that doesn't belong to you. So you see, temptations come in different forms, sometimes even disguised as something good. In the Gospel reading, Jesus is tempted to change stones into bread. After 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, he is hungry. There is nobody around, so the devil says, just do it, you are hungry. But we know that Jesus was hungry, even hungrier for something better, for living by the word of God. Because he said, it is not by bread alone that a person lives, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And in every temptation that he faces, the devil says to him, if you are this, do this. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. God will, after all, protect you. He doesn't fall for the pretentious uh, foolishness. If you are the son of God, change something that is meant to be stoned into bread. Again, Jesus didn't come to do that. He didn't come for, for hand lies, for popularity. And then finally, in the third temptation, the devil says to him, if you are the son of God, I will give you all these things if you worship me. I will, if you worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. Again, he's offering something that is not his to give. They already belong to Jesus. God created all the kingdom, kingdoms of the earth. Yes, the devil will manipulate them, try to rule them, but they don't belong to him. So again, he's offering something that is not his. That's why St. Paul in the second reading said, look what Jesus did. Through Adam and Eve, death came into the world. But God had remedy and healing for that. One act of righteousness by the Son of God brought healing, brought redemption. So again, Paul makes comparison to what Adam and Eve did and what Jesus did. Act of righteousness, doubtful prospect. That's what we should be. How can we conduct our lives in such way that when the devil will try to tempt us, that he will, he will be, we will be only able to write doubtful sus, uh, prospect. There is a, a fa or was in the 20th century a famous psychologist, American psychologist, Abraham Maslow. And when he was giving lectures, sometimes he would ask his students, which one of you is going to be a great writer? Which one of you is going to be a great saint, like St. Francis of Assisi? Which one of you is going to be a great humanitarian, like Albert Schweitzer? And some of the students would giggle, would squirm, and then he would look at them and he would say, if not you, then who? Again, which one of us is going to be a great follower, great example of, of, of being a follower of Jesus, authentic disciple of Jesus? If not you, Jesus says to us, then who? He's counting on us. So let's conduct ourselves during this land and all, all the time the way, as I said, that the devil will only be able to write next to our name, doubtful prospect. <laughs>